0: Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence, On a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor, the road to AEW's revolution pay per view. That is this weekend. Edge turns heel. Finn Balor wins the U.S. title. Damian Priest turns heel. The New Japan Cup. Your revolution predictions, that and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast.
1: Man, just another
0: small week of rest. Jesus Christ, it's just it's like every week. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. Boo Diamond Phillips. And sitting to my left, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Good shit. <laughs> he said Boo Diamond Phillips. That's great,
1: man. Shit, I don't know where he comes up with this. I wish I had a creative mind like this. And on that love we know, allow me to ask the congregation to bow their heads while I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 243, chapter 3, verse 14 in the Good Smart saying, hashtag boo the heels, it is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trendy of BFR. Another slow week of wrestling my ass. We got a whole bunch of shit to talk about. Boss say we got to keep this shit under two hours and so we going to keep this shit moving
0: right along. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have zero beer. Zach Pullman, what's going on, (laughs) T-Beer?
2: Not much. That's uh, really stand and delivered. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, happy to be back on the pod. Uh, A little maybe more bodacious, a little less loquacious this week. Uh, You know, I was listening to the one previously, Yeah, Jason and I, I was just banged up, just monologuing, and I had a good time uh, last week with
0: him to uh,
2: the pod, whenever I missed it, so uh, it was uh, a good time, so thanks for holding it down.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, you weren't annoying me a couple weeks ago, it's just, you know, we've done, how many of these have we done? 246. I mean, I can tell the difference between (laughs) a zero beer Zach and a multi-beer Zach, that's all, that's all I was saying. Apparently...
2: So funny story, I was like outside and I was like uh, walking around the neighborhood and my sister-in-law lives a couple blocks from me, like heard me, like walking past their house, like trying to get my attention. Uh, but she actually uh, said I was just like in the zone, just loudly <laughs> proclaiming whatever it was like for the neighborhood. And I walked up to the old uh, convenience store to grab a tall boy and cigarettes while you guys were on mute.
0: <laughs> you were doing the podcast while you were walking to the convenience store? Yeah. God, yeah, that's, that's some pro shit. Sure. <laughs> I would have <Yeah>. never known. <laughs> pro shit, man. I didn't know that either.
1: I'd be like, yeah, can I have a pack of Newport
0: 100s, please? Uh, this is the first time that Jason and I are in the same room, or the same spot, for at least a few weeks, I would Three, say. Um, I would think. Um, it's nice out here. It it's is nice. St. Charles, it's going to get a little colder, but it's been really nice out the last few days this is one of the chillier days i think it's probably like 60 right now maybe, like nah, maybe a little 50s under. or something like that but i was gonna say it was like 70 the last
1: couple of days i'm like dude just just pick a pick a temperature i don't care which one it is just pick one and stick to
0: it but that means it's a perfect day for podcasting so without further ado let's get to that three counts one two three jcb kick it off
1: well, I thought we were going to start with something entirely different, but Tony Khan decides he has other plans. The opening announcement on Dynamite meant much speculation. I had no idea, really. I really wasn't sure what this was going to be and was just open to any idea, but Tony Khan Throws me a bit of a curveball. Didn't see this coming. And he announces that he is buying Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor is obviously the promotion that was uh, closed its doors late in 2021. Um, Qu- the Sinclair uh, Broadcasting Company actually owned it at that point and then closed its doors. Um, a lot of his talents have been kind of in many different promotions. A good chunk of them are in... Uh, Impact Wrestling under the uh, faction of Honor No More. Uh, I guess you can say it's led by Mike Bennett and Matt Taven for lack of a better name, but neither here nor there. Jonathan Gresham has been carrying the ROH championship and defending it here and there. So Ring of Honor was always kind of staying around, but you didn't know what the long-term future was, but now we kind of know. So I did a little digging about the, at least some of the money turns behind it. ROH was bought for roughly about 30 or $40 million, according to WrestleFest. Um, seems like a a decent-sized number, a little large, I guess. A, a good chunk of that is going to be for the library of ROH. I think that's the the gold mine of this bad boy. Now, if you kind of want to spin off of that. Maybe this is AEW's long-term streaming service because that has always been a thing that has been rumored to be something on the the horizon, so to speak. For me personally, the way I looked at it when he first initially said it, I went to my personal uh, favorite wrestling promotion, that's New Japan, and I immediately thought of Ring of Honor, New Japan, Supercard, they did one a couple years ago, which had a lot of mixed reviews. Um, I shouldn't even say that. It was good when it wasn't ROH. I guess that was the the underlying tone of that super card. Um, my hope is that they do it again, but I did also see that Ring of Honor would be more of a developmental type of brand. Think like NXT, if you will. So at that point, That gave me pause for the cause. Not saying that this is going to be a long-term thing. Maybe they'll mix in some veterans into this Ring of Honor developmental brand if that's the way they want to go. My hope is no, just because AEW has so much talent, and this would be a golden opportunity to really start spreading that talent around on two brands, get ROH a TV deal, but – that's neither here nor there. I'll pass the mic along on that note and just say this. I'm glad that Ring of Honor is back. I just hope that Tony Khan doesn't try to do too much with two brands. He's doing a lot with one. A second one might really start to get crazy.
2: Uh, Zach, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was uh, super cool, very historic. Uh, we're going to be talking about this for uh, many years to come, Like no matter what happens. Um, I don't think it's going to be a second brand at all if uh, and Tony Con just seems like a smart dude, obviously um, does a good job with um, AEW and has grown it to the number two promotion in the country and really uh, kind of given us the best wrestling competition we've had in, you know, more than 20 years. So I don't see him doing a, a separate brand. I really see this as leveraging – uh, for streaming, like just having the video library. I mean, cause if you just think about it, uh, ROH as a brand is uh, essentially worthless. I mean, we all have nostalgic feelings about it cause they had some great wrestling, but if ROH was open and not closed, they'd be like what number six, number seven promotion in the country. Like they're under GCW at this point. GCW is drawing better and outselling shows compared to what ROH has done in the past few years, even whenever they were open. So, um, it's essentially worthless like you're not going to promote like an roh show at least in my opinion um but what you can do is you can use that to leverage a streaming company like hbo max which is in the warner media family to essentially offer you a peacock type deal like wwe has and say yo uh we have 20 now 23 years of content right because they only had three years of content with AEW. now they have their that story to tell where they own the rights to the all-in show They essentially spawn this company. Uh, they have 20-plus years of, of streaming that they can sell maybe along with their pay-per-views or maybe just along with a few live shows or whatever to a streaming service and really gonna get in that game and take their their company to the next level because I mean, that's why WWE is idiot-proof because they have all these TV rights and streaming money, but I don't know how much they got it for, Um they might've got it for a song and Claire is hurting right now uh, because they did this whole regional sports network thing, which did not pan out for them at all. So um, unfortunately ROH was in bad times, closed its doors. And it is interesting because I mean, they have the intellectual properties, they got the branding, they have the tape library, but like there are no wrestlers to come with this because ROH had already dissolved all the contracts, you know, essentially like everybody was going to be independent. So it's not like a WCW situation where, it's automatic that these guys are coming in because they either buy out their contracts or they get rid of them um, or, you know, they don't feature them or they bring them in. Um, it would be cool to see a Jonathan Gresham um, and such and, you know, the Briscoes and, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, at the same time, it, it's interesting. It, this is going to be something that I'm sure we'll be talking about in the weeks to come, but I am very hopeful that my already um, – worthwhile HBO Max subscription has just increased in value because my fucking meager 401k is not. Thanks, (laughs) (laughs) Russia.
1: That poutine strikes again.
0: You know, I appreciate you guys going first on this and you guys, you know, we're not journalists, but you guys kind of given the journalistic view of, you know, what this means for the wrestling industry as a whole and what it means for Ring of Honor, what it means for the the libraries of content that they have. Certainly nobody was thinking about content the way that it's consumed now when ROH was putting up, you know, killer pay-per-views back in 2005, 2006 and the like. Um, that was a very sober Sober assessment of Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor now let's have some fun.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Grab the so I know you've been chomping at the bit.
0: <laughs> Go invasion ahead. angle. Cody's in <laughs> Cody's in charge. Cody leads ROH into AEW and starts fucking everybody up.
1: Cody's gone, man. He
0: ain't coming back. No, you're getting worked. You fucking There's mark. human excrement everywhere. You, <laughs> you fucking marks have been getting worked the entire time.
1: Cody's in charge of this thing. Dude. Dude, if he came out, I would be literally out. That's that's the the mark out moment of the year. If he comes out and he and this is a whole work and he takes over ROH and he and it works like that, I will tip my hat. I can say nothing. This could.
0: Nothing could top it at this. He just he lets WWE think that he's gonna sign with them (laughs) right before WrestleMania, and then he just pulls the rug out from under him. He's like, "Fuck that! We're doing an invasion angle.
1: (laughs) I'm pulling a Rick Rude. I'm gonna be on both. We're doing it better than you guys ever could."
0: Uh, oh, you know, shit. hopefully it does show up on HBO, HBO Max, you know, one of the worst user interface uh, of all the apps. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I would like to have the library. Like Zach said, the one thing that AEW will never have over WWE is... Longevity is the history. And if they buy the ROH library, that gives them at least some semblance of that history that they don't have at all. I wonder if he th- ever thought about buying NWA because NWA's got tons of history, or if he thinks that for his crowd, full of basically millennial marks, that his crowd. That the ROH library is actually worth more than the NWA library. And if he make that assessment, I I might actually agree with it.
2: Vince owns all the good NWA shit. Like, uh, you know, the real deal NWA shit. Billy has, like, the names of the, you know, he has, like, the intellectual property and stuff, but Vince has all the the old... Like, if you want to
1: look for Flair versus Dusty Rhodes, you'd have to go to Peacock. Man, so...
0: Vince owns all that shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean it's all it's there true. What right Billy now, Corgan like a... said: "The wild is a vampire." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the
3: fuck? I
0: just like doing my Billy Corgan impression every time I can. It's pretty good. Sad to Secret destroyers <laughs> hold you up to the flames. All right. Sorry. That is pretty good. I tell you what, I just, this is totally
2: off topic, or at least uh, we're getting, uh, you know, digressing. But I revisited some Smashing Pumpkins recently, and they fucking rip, man. Like, you know, you don't think about the, you think about just the shit you hear on the um, radio, but like,
0: they fucking rip. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're, they're, they're good. They've held up. I
1: would, I would love to uh, enter in on this. uh, topic conversation but i just can't right, we'll go back to roh <laughs> no i just wanted to uh, just chime in because when this came up i reached out to high five time to me he is the our the local roh guy he his podcast is R- all roh so this was somebody that i figured that would at least have some sort of opinion about it because obviously this is his uh his promotion i'll just quote the uh the tweet right now for obvious selfish reasons i i hope that they don't fuck with honor club if anything it enhance it because it needs work and then get some weekly tv and get it some more exposure people dig the history and count me in with it being aw's nxt let's face facts it's been an unofficial feeder system for two decades so if you make it official but then put some money behind it, I'm all in. Last I heard, the world, the tag team, the women's title were all supposed to be intact, but uh, Josh Woods and Rhett Titus were defending the pure and the television titles. Not sure about the trio's titles, but you put that in the AEW and keep the lineage, you, you got something going.
0: Man, I mean, that might be a valuable guy to have on the podcast sometime in the near future if we really want to break down some ROH stuff. No, that's – I'll tell him that we we, we, we – What did he say he said, last I heard? Hang on a second.
2: High five Tom and Mott Spock are the same dudes, right?
0: I think so. Last I heard – the last I heard,
1: the, the one, world
0: is a vampire. This motherfucker
1: here. <laughs> I just got dunked on. It's John Moran. It's just like ah, don't don't do me like this. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to jump. Fuck that. No more Ray Sports Center.
0: I'm not sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to watch going forward. I'm going to. I'm going to stick with. Uh, believing that the Cody thing is a work until it's proven to me that it's not a work. So. Okay, when he
1: wrestled Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, don't say I didn't say so.
0: Nah, that's just the long game, man. He's just <laughs> playing the long game. Um,
2: it, is, uh, it is funny. Uh, WWE did not respond to this, but um, they did uh, put out a press release for WrestleMania weekend that they are offering tryouts during WrestleMania season. They are only open to college athletes and then recently graduated recent college graduates who were athletes, like no indie wrestlers at all. So, I mean, they, Triple H's vision was, uh, put ROH out of business and take all their talent. And they essentially did that. But then AEW did that to NXT. Like they, they essentially beat them at their own game and took all their top guys undisputed. at the fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> like it's kind of like elite, like headlining two title matches, um, it's crazy to think just like in the last just since we started this podcast, like how much, I mean, the world has changed a lot. There's a lot, Like there's a lot of turmoil in the world, but in the, in the land of wrestling, you know, it was like 20 years of like, you know, Indies and WWE and now like there's all kinds of fucking shit going on. It's wild.
0: Would you say that the world is a vampire? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: I think we've covered I that one. I'm going to go ahead and say
2: Definitely titled this podcast The World is a Vampire. Done.
0: Uh, I hope you guys like jokes getting done into the ground because (laughs) it's about to happen all (laughs) podcast. Uh, Without further ado, let's get to that two count. One, two, three. Two beer. What's the two count?
2: Two count. uh, We can talk about AEW. Tony Khan opens the show and he bought Ring of Honor. Uh, He's like, Shane's yeah. yeah. not coming out. She's not coming out. He said, he said, Shane's not coming out. How about Phil? How about Jared? I'm like, this motherfucker, wow. Segue to Billy Corgan in uh, Joker, Sting, Face Paint, and The Raptors singing The World is a Vampire. <laughs> 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 so, uh, what did. Oh, yeah. So he, he, you know, it was kind of apropos the timing so it's about 20 years from the anniversary of the first show and the main event of that first show was brian danielson and christopher daniels who are both happen to be signed to aew so christopher daniels comes out uh brian danielson comes out they have uh, a good match and danielson goes over as expected and uh daniels is back so you know he had retired
0: yeah i thought he was done done See, yeah, he,
2: he pulled a Terry Funk. So he's back. It wasn't just a one-time thing either. Like, he's actually um, no, supposedly see, legit going to be wrestling again.
1: SCU was done. We never said anything yeah, about SU. Christopher Daniels it, being I think done. It
2: was, I think it was kind of largely assumed that he had retired. because We haven't seen him. No, uh, no, but, no. yeah, so anyway, that's the thing that that happened. And we can see more Chris Daniels now. Um maybe about a bunch of, I mean, he still had a talent relation, so he's still like in the office and stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of cool, you know, nostalgia act, uh, really went over and good with the crowd. And then Danielson says, give it up for Christopher Daniels. Uh, you know, we always began and ended every hand, every, every match in ROH with a handshake. And uh, he's holding Daniel's hand. And I'm like, he's going to kick him in the face. I'm like, he's 100% kicking him in the face. And, He's like, but we're not in ROH. 8 like, Mm-mm. we're in AEW, and he grabs the other hand, and he kicks the fucking head in. Uh, and that's why Brian Danielson is the best. The best. So I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that. It just was what it was. It was nostalgic, uh, but it was a good match, and fun open to Dynamite. Um, is it right after this that we had the uh, tag team battle royale?
0: Uh, you, hold on. Yes. Well, Moxley came out at the end of the Brian Danielson match, also.
2: Oh, yeah. Moxley cut his promo. Uh, fun tweet from Renee uh, that she's like, shout out to. My husband John, who showed up on TV wearing the same clothes, I dropped him off at the airport in <laughs> <laughs> He's up. That's really
3: good.
1: As <laughs> a wife for you too, I <laughs> say a dude wouldn't even trip off that. The wife be like, "This motherfucker didn't even change." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the match a lot. I love the fact that uh Danielson stomped out. Uh, Christopher Daniels after the match. I think that's just it goes back to the ROH Brian Danielson and but it's just now 2022, you know, new year same uh, BD. I guess my biggest question is what's going to happen on Sunday, man? Because sweet keeps talking about there's going to be blood, there's going to be blood. So that allows me to to think that somebody is going to have some color. In some form or fashion.
0: Didn't I predict this last week? Didn't I say that Moxley, that they were going to have a, a, a very brutal match and Danielson was going to be uh, getting his ass kicked and Danielson's going to earn the respect of Moxley and that's when they're going to... Do the faction, and then I talked about them being the evolution. Yeah. Of yeah. It's it's gonna be like you know that part in Fight Club where the the owner of the club comes down and beats the shit out of Brad Pitt, and then Brad Pitt's like all bloody. He's like,
3: just let us fight here. Just let us fight here. <laughs> I, think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be something like that.
1: <laughs> I love that movie. That's a
0: great fucking movie.
1: Um. Outside of that, you know, th- this was it was a decent. I guess promo battle for lack of a better word, Sting and Darby was the kind of the same thing that was the the uh the vignette well not the vignette, but the promo after that. I just I guess with Sting and Darby I'm more so excited about the rampage triple threat with Darby, Sammy and Andrade versus their actual six man tag at Revolution. Like I said, for me that's just the, the gateway, for lack of a better term, for Jeff Hardy to come in, have Matt kind of, you know, lose his shit in some form or fashion at some point in this match, and then, you know, the Hardy boys, you know, reunite and, you know, wreck havoc on the indie scene and come back, and, you know, wreck havoc in AEW as well. Um, outside of that, like I said, to me, I'm more this just – all it did for me was just throw another log on the flame of – matches that I'm anticipating for on Sunday. Brian Danielson Moxley is one of those big ass logs because I think it's it has that, uh, I guess, with all these great matches with title matches, it's a non-title match with two big name guys. It's, like I said, nothing on the line, but it feels like there's a lot on the line. You know what I'm saying, Dubier?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's my vote for opening the show. I think that hmm. you just start those guys out hot uh kind of like last pay-per-view it was a darby and mjf uh just completely almost stole the show um this is going to be a tough space like i don't i don't want to be tony khan you make yourself this amazing card i mean this pay-per-view is going to rule like i'm happily throwing my 50 dollars at this and cannot fucking wait
1: yeah that's what they say we're going to uh Tinderballs on Sunday. I, got, I already coughed him up my five bucks on this one.
2: <laughs> I say don't oh, nice. take my yeah. shit now. <laughs> I ain't got anybody out here. I'm just all alone. So, but, yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's going to be great. But, uh, but yeah, so we had the, the Tag Team Battle Royale, and, uh, you know, not going to go over uh, the minutia of this. Uh, you know, these things are what they are. AW tends to do them a little bit better than most because they kind of insert some storytelling, generally speaking. Uh, things kind of tend to make sense, but it's still a battle royale and, uh, most of them just fucking suck. Um, you know, it's just not the best format. Uh, maybe for casuals, it's pretty fun, but I mean, they're just not, not, that great, but, uh, essentially the, um, outcome is the young bucks, uh, are going to be in the three way with red dragon and, uh, lucha express. So that is going to be an absolutely bonkers match that I'm sure nobody's going to want to follow. Lucha Express, uh, dude. Dr- Jurassic start.
1: Express. What are you talking Jurassic Express. Oh, I think I he's got his first time. period. I think he's got his first period, everybody. I
2: did. I'm, like, I'm at a beer and a half in now. But it's really, that's the problem. I do that all the time because the Luchasaurus is his fault. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but blame uh, the dinosaur. <laughs> yes. But a couple of cool things with this. We had. Um, oh God, what's his name? Darius Martin, right? Um, Darius Martin uh, coming back after his injury. So, I mean, Dante's really kind of made a name for himself. And I'm sure Darius feels like he has something to prove, especially, um, you know, like they were brought in by the Young Bucks. They also ended up getting the last spots, like Darius was the last one in the match. So, they gave him some shine there. But um, that was a highlight. And then uh, Danhausen, cursing evil Uno, uh, a little bit of fun, uh, that, you know, just makes sense for a shitty battle royal like this. And I gotta give props to Max Caster because that line about, uh, Claim putting butts in the seat. Oof. And I don't know who he was, who, I forget who he was like talking about, but he said that they were more unpopular than Glenn Jacobs' tweet. And I was like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> like, Look, oh. If you are unfamiliar with fired. that reference, Go back and look at uh, Glenn Jacobs' tweets from last week and and Adam Page's amazing response to them. Just absolutely (laughs) bodied by Adam Page. Absolutely
1: bodied.
2: (laughs) I mean, if you think about Kane's origin story in WWE, essentially that he was, like, burnt to a crisp, like, in the Undertaker's family uh, mortuary or whatever, like, and all the fire and brimstone, like, it, Kane has made a living getting burnt for a live, like, getting burnt to a crisp, and he's just continuing that in his political career, just hey, getting man. burnt. Over yeah. and over. It's also funny yeah.
0: that Kane's big thing. I followed him for a long time on Twitter. It's also funny that his big thing lately has been being anti-mask, considering how often he, he's wearing the, the mask ma- all year. To do with this storyline. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but when he unmasked, I was like, "What the fuck is this?"
0: <laughs> uh, the Young Bucks winning this Battle Royal is cool. It sets up uh, what could be a, just an all timer match of the year, tag match of the year candidate. Coming up on Sunday between Jurassic Express, Young Bucks, and Red Dragon. I, I, I yeah,
2: Proud and Powerful did get a, a big reaction whenever were knocked out. Lots of booze, motherfucker. Um, which I imagine they will be the next uh, challengers for whoever uh, this is. But if you are doing, if you're booking a pay per view, these are the teams. Jurassic Express as the champion. This is the the card that you want. If
0: there's somebody next to you and they they don't watch wrestling and you're like, watch this, okay, this is going to be fun because really Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are the ground-based guys in that match. That match is going to be nuts, I think. Uh, what's the deal with LAX coming up with Jared, coming up to Jericho during Jericho's promo? By the way, do you think Jericho listens to this podcast, or do you think because that guy that guy dropped a bunch of weight, just a bunch of yeah, weight? Yeah, was
1: about to say, oh, this motherfucker
0: Bill talking shit. <laughs> it makes me think that like maybe it was all just booze weight, or maybe he just stopped <laughs> drinking for a couple weeks because he looks like he lost a lot of weight.
1: No, I, I said it. I, I, when I stopped really drinking heavily, you could see it in my face and people said it, you know, have you lost weight? You stopped eating. I'm like, no, nah. you know, my best friend moved to Philadelphia, so we don't drink four days, you know, out of the week.
0: Um But what's with LAX coming to Jer- coming up to Jericho and saying I, uh, I always got to I your moved back. to Portland, not Philadelphia, <laughs>
2: but anyway. Uh, so uh, yeah. up.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Jabir. What I was gonna say, what do you think is about? I got my I got my thought on it.
2: I think that they are. I mean, we got this inner circle split, especially with Sammy, like, not even, he's kind of aligning himself with Darby and Sting and stuff. He's, like, kind of out there in the ether. But, um, I think Jericho got sick. Remember he's in the hospital, currently non COVID. Like, he had to cancel a couple dates on his, like, his tour. So I think he just got sick and lost some weight, uh, which, I mean, I don't want COVID. Fucking sign me up for some mono or something.
0: Oh, uh, hold up now, man. I don't day. know.
2: Maybe, I could just maybe tapeworm. Like, yeah, maybe a form. maybe like just like a two week coma. Jesus I don't know where I could Christ. just re up like with like a snooze button.
0: God, um, two week coma know, sounds something. fucking great, man. Just <laughs> yes. really nice. Just I just want to sleep.
2: See? Yeah, if I could just like kill myself for like a month,
0: dude. I wake up at I, I wake up at four in the morning every every day to give the kid a bottle. I need sleep. Wow.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disappointed. For those of you, you the
0: out there without kids, <laughs> I, let me just let me just say it. Don't do it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, that joy that I get from her looking in my eyes and smiling and just having a great time with dad—it is not worth the not sleep. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. Eric so, pops out of the could, <laughs>
2: What'd you say? Have the kid and then fail, and like, what's worth One awkward conversation, like 10 years later, or yeah, like, like, Uncle Baby and Billy. Of waking
0: up in the middle of the night. You Baby said Uncle Baby Billy, Billy? from uh, Righteous Gems Jumpstone. <laughs> talking to Macaulay Culkin. He <laughs> just had to have that one conversation. Let the kid punch you in the face one time. God, um, I'm, dead.
1: I'm dead, dude. I love that fucking show. It's a great God, show. God,
0: Uncle Baby. Walton Goggins is our greatest actor. <laughs> um Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Zach. Uh, yeah,
2: moving on. Mo- moving on. Uh, we had the CM Punk MJF segment. So CM Punk comes out uh, for a promo. Promo to address MJF Sterling promo from last week. Um, I mean, or you know, re- it wasn't last week. I don't yeah, it was last week. by, but uh, absolutely fucking amazing promo. Um, I didn't get to talk about it last week. I will remember this promo for the rest of my life. It's my promo of the year currently. I don't know if anything can beat it but spoiler alert for the fucking 2022 20, beefers this is what it is and um, they told a great great story like you know they do the, the hug and of course MGF is a total bastard and the cool thing though that I want to point out is even though MGF kind of you know they'll say like he showed his true colors or whatever or you know he's back on his heel shit he did not disavow anything that he said he's just still a dick like he humanized himself and he let people think that he was you know that it was just masterful heel work where he brought a side of vulnerability uh, to his character but at the same time he's still the asshole that we all know him to be and that is not changing so even though he has that vulnerable aspect and he has this this aspect of his character where you feel sympathy for him and you you can relate to him um he's still dastardly and but he did not disavow anything that he already said so all of these things are true and that makes a very complex character and that is what i like in literature is what i like and and everything is complex characters and he's a complex character but he's still a fucking asshole and he kicks the and in the balls bust him open with his ring and dude that was a lot of blood. I don't know if they meant to have blood. that much blood, but it was a lot of blood. And you know that there's going to be blood on both these guys in the dog collar match. Because that's what you do with a dog collar match. You, you bleed your ass off and you drag the other guy by his neck. So, uh, this but another, another hard match to follow. Like, literally every match that we're talking about, leading the revolution, is a hard match to follow. Like I said, don't want to be Tony Khan having to put this match card together because nobody's going to want to follow anything.
0: All right, I have... Exactly four things to say about uh, the CM Punk MJF pr- uh, segment last night. Uh, the first one being is that it was brought to my attention by a friend of the show. I'm not going to tell you who, although you'll be able to figure it out. Who was listening to the podcast last week and said that. They miss got- Zach? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Everybody misses Zach.
1: <laughs> Told you. Biggest baby face on the show. Sure. Period. You're right.
0: You're right. You're Thank right. you. Um, but it was brought up to me that well, the text exact the test text said exactly, Are you and Jason just making stuff up? You and Jason are just making stuff up about the Daniel Bryan versus C the Daniel Bryan CM Punk photo. That MJF referenced in his promo. Right now, apparently, this confused a lot of people because I listen to wrestling podcasts also, and everybody else was like, "MJF missed a sentence in there some somewhere or something because he didn't talk about how it was when they shook hands before the picture was when Dana Bryan and CM Punk shook hands before their SummerSlam match." for the title, and they shook hands in the WWE ring. And that was the thing that got MJF back into wrestling. MJF made it sound like it was the, the same night that he was supposed to meet CM Punk or something. So I just want to say that Jason and I weren't making stuff up. MJF was a little unclear on that part during his promo last week. I'm not going to tell you who it is, Jason. It was Tender Mahomes. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Did I say, here comes that bus. <laughs> the, the second thing that I'll say is this is new territory for a wrestling story that I can't remember us ever having before, is the dastardly heel who looked up to the baby face coming out and being like, and doing a heartfelt, what can only be described as a baby face promo talking about the hardships that he went through to sucker the baby face back in and then flip heel on them again. That's a new story. Kudos to whoever's come up with this idea. Kudos to Punk. Kudos to MJF. Kudos to Tony Khan. Kudos to the writing team. That is clever and also new. And if somebody can come up with another example of this, please hit me up with it. The third one being we can't discount CM Punk's unbelievable baby face promo last night. It was a story, he told a story with this promo that started off, am I the bad guy? He said he asks himself all the time, is he the bad guy? It led all the way to him calling out Maxwell, Jacob Freeman, to come back out. He talks to him, talks to his face, and he goes, he got suckered by MJF, essentially, Says, I don't know if I'm the bad guy, but I'm trying not to be. And then they hugged, and then MJF turned on him. CM Punk doing tremendous work. That is the kind of stuff that I wanted from CM Punk on his way back, and he hit a fucking home run last night. Third one. Real are quick, the,
2: uh, I yeah. know, I know, I know. Your next, before you get to your next point, I will just say it took a lot of bravery and confidence for CM Punk to come out and do a promo like that because there wasn't a single thing in that promo to pop a crowd. It was just pure vulnerability and it almost like deadened a crowd in order to tell a greater story. So props to him.
0: Perfect stuff. The fourth one and the last one being, did anybody see that uh, video going around last night of when CM Punk first won, I, I think it's when he first won the ROH title and he cut a promo after he won and I'm sure that High Five Tom can tell us who who he won against. But MJF's what MJF said to Punk after he turned after he low blowed him was I'm a snake. The greatest the greatest uh trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist is exactly what CM Punk said at the ring of at Ring of Honor when he first won the ROH heavyweight belt. So you have a new story with callbacks to something that happened 16 years ago with the guy that he is in a feud with. I mean, we're talking Chef's Kiss. Just beautiful, beautiful storytelling uh, between MJF and CM Punk. And I'll see you the rest of my time. Thank you. Um, I had <laughs> someone. <laughs> yeah, right. Not say we had Congress in this motherfucker.
1: I had somebody that. I would consider, uh, not an RO, not a ROH, but um, an AEW, not hater, but not necessarily someone that doesn't like the product, hit me up on Twitter and said that they were really invested in this match itself and can't wait for this match on Sunday. So you in, in that scenario, that's kind of all I really need to know. I'm going to be invested regardless because, I mean, I like AEW. I think this angle has been pretty much on point from the word go. The only thing I would say this, I'll, I'll say a point and I'll ask a question to you guys, you know, go however you want to go first and foremost. The the statement is Punk is doing, like you said, his best work and ultimately I hope this gets MJ, MJ over, MJF over in some form or fashion. Here's the question. Do you think with Punk wearing a white shirt and MJF ultimately coming out in a white shirt, it telegraphed that there was going to be color in the segment.
0: That didn't cross my mind. No, not at the time. I mean, it definitely made for a better visual. For e- sure. Even when Aaron Aaron walked in while I was watching the CM Punk, and I was like, hey, look, your boyfriend's he has got a lot of blood. She's like, holy shit, that's a lot of blood. It was a lot of blood. I don't remember CM Punk bleeding very often, to be honest. And I know I, WWE doesn't have a whole lot of blood, and that's, that's when i watched right most, of his, most of his career. But, goddamn, that was a lot. Of, he was really – He was bleeding like a motherfucker. I mean, Do you, you think
1: he bit him? I thought – I was talking to uh, – Texan with Vice late last night, and we were talking about that segment. And I was like, I thought he bit him, or he hard weighed him in some form or fashion to where it really started to, to like, gush more blood.
0: Wow don't know but you could see his heartbeat in the blood that was spilling down his face which tells me holy shit that's that's probably too much for a guy our age me and CM Punk's age
1: (laughs) too beer, do you think it was telegraphed with uh, Punk wearing the white shirt
0: I can't say yes because
2: uh, I saw the visual uh, before I saw the actual uh, segment Uh, but I do think it's interesting that MJF was wearing all white uh, almost like because last week to get a chance to talk about it but This could have been, like, a perfectly executed double turn. Like, if they wanted to go that direction, they could have had Punk be the heel in this match, and that would have been absolutely wild. But that's not the direction they're going, which I think is smart. Yeah, it's not time
0: to pull the ripcord on MJF.
1: No, hell no. No. I I, I need to see some more uh, fuckery before we start doing some shit like that. Yeah, I think that he needs But I
2: am confident that they could have pulled it off. I'm not saying it was the right move, but they could have pulled it off with with that groundwork. Definitely.
0: MJF needs to be a heel when he first wins the title. The title. Whatever that is, I mean it could be two years from now, but he needs no, to be here sometime happens. in twenty
1: twenty two. He's Ooh.
2: next. He's next. That's my opinion. I agree. I've been calling it since last year. I agree. From what this promo
1: really made me start to come over with two beers' opinion that
2: MJF
0: is the next champion. I see. I think that after this match, we're gonna have another Punk match, and then he's got a whole little, board, little thing he's got to go through. I, I, I don't know. I know it's only March. Uh, coming up next, we had Ricky Starks and Keith Lee backstage. We'll talk about that later. Uh Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um thoughts on that?
2: Um it was fine. It wasn't it wasn't great. The main thing was that uh, Britt Baker took her first pinfall and like, that I can remember since last time Thunder was so that's all I really have to so. say.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that was the, the big takeaway is that I was waiting for Jamie Hayter to take, take the pin and Britt took it. So, I guess, is this AEW fucking with your head? You know, Jamie Hayter didn't take the pin, Britt did, so it's right before Revolution who's going to win. So, in this scenario, it I'm not necessarily upset with the champion taking a loss in a non-title match because AEW is so new that it could happen either way, and it wouldn't be the end of the world, I guess, so to speak. Look at her, she's just smiling. I
0: know, she, yeah. she's just looking at me through the door. Yeah, she's a cutie pie. Stop waking up so early. <laughs> you little punk. One day she's going to listen to these. Right. Um, so then we had uh, Jade Cargill and Tay Conti had their segment, and Chris Danlander and Layla Hirsch had their vignette. Does it make sense? It always seems, and I know I've never said this. I've thought it before, but Tony Khan seems to have like a women's portion of the show, where he stacks them all up, segment after segment after segment. Do you think that's smart, or am I only imagining that? Um, I never really thought about that
1: like that. In this scenario, it did feel like they, you know, they kind of jammed them all in. I will say this: it's either. The women's match or the women's promo segment, vignette, whatever you want to call it, that is AW's at least uh, game plan when it comes to dynamite. So I'll, I'll agree with you to that assessment. It was probably their block where, if I'm looking at it, you just had a women's match and then you had the uh, the two women's uh, vignettes afterwards. So in that scenario, it was just you know here's your women's portion of the program. Everybody's happy. Let's move along. Zach?
2: Yeah, I won't disagree. Like, uh, I think they do have that women's block, and I think it just kind of exists. There's already so many men that are not featured, and I won't say it's just, like, catering to an audience or doing, like, just for the sake of diversity or whatever because they do have a women's program and stuff. But as far as women's wrestling it is not the key component of AEW I'm you know fully progressive I fully believe in equality but like if you made this show 50% men and 50% women it would be not as good so that's not a knock on the women that exist there it's just the way that the the roster is stacked currently so I want to see the best show and uh, I, I think it's fine but I think you're right
0: uh, coming up next, we had Wardlow, or I'm sorry, Zach, I took your, I took your, uh. <laughs> say, calm down,
1: man. No, we go, we go went... right ahead, go right ahead.
0: <laughs> We ahead of two hours, man. Wardlow versus, uh, maybe my favorite wrestling name ever, Cesar Bononi. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a delicious... Dish, right? <laughs> yeah. That's like a
2: sandwich that you would buy at Joyous.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like you're an Italian grinder, if you
0: will. That'd be a Cesar Bologna.
2: <laughs>
1: Vice, I mean, you get ready to Italian
2: take your job. Dirty. Uh, also, <laughs> Caesar
0: Bologna. Also, something I would eat. Um, I guess the uh, the takeaway
1: for me is this um, is all after the fact. You know, Warlog obviously crushes. Uh, Cesar Bononi, total squash match. But in the ring, you had Sean Spears getting ready to smash Bononi with the chair, and Wardlow stops him. You had the head-to-head face-off, and you saw Sean Spears kind of back down. Then backstage, you had MJF kind of remind Wardlow after slapping him in the face like he owed him some money that, I got your purse strings you work for me. You don't work for AEW. So I will agree with Bill in a, a certain degree that there is a Wardlow bridge to, to cross before, maybe not even before, the AEW championship or somewhere you know along those lines. But to me, that was the biggest takeaway. It wasn't even the match. It was everything that happened after the match.
2: Honestly, Wardlow would be a perfect first contender for an MJF title run.
1: I could totally see that. I could tell he's number four right now. I don't see him winning the TNT title, even if he wins the uh, the ladder match. So, because especially the, the other thing, he was you know, uh, MJF was like, you know, hey big man, you could keep the TNT title. It's not like you're gonna win it anyway. I was like, oh okay, okay. So ultimately, MJF and Warhol's pass are going to cross. It's when are they going to cross. I guess there is the biggest question.
0: Well, you know, and uh, MJF said to Wardlow, he's like, uh, you don't work for AEW. You work for me. It's like, man, he gets a lot of matches for a guy that doesn't work there. You stupid. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) All right, what was next, Zach?
2: Let me see. Oh, Zach! I thought pull, pull
0: it up. every time now every time Zach takes more than two seconds to answer, I'm gonna I'm like, man, he's in the convenience store, isn't he?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I said
0: D. Motherfucker D. Learn to speak English first. Count out time. the shits again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Another great movie. God damn, I love that movie. <laughs> we had uh, the main event,
2: which was. Uh, Hangman, Adam Page, and Dark Order, and John Silver versus um, Undisputed Era, so, you know, easier to say than Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Fewer syllables, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this was essentially kind of telegraphed in the sense, like, we thought the women's match would be, uh, but they did kind of book it in that sense where we got some, you know, FaceTime, as uh, they would call it, in. Start of an outpost. We had a little outpost for the <laughs> uh, match between Adam Cole did, and Adam Page. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, back and forth. Fun um, match. Uh, went through a couple commercial breaks, but, uh, you know, ended up. Uh, who, who who got the pin? I'm trying to even. Cole and, uh,
1: uh Reynolds.
2: Cole pinned Reynolds, right on. And then, uh, you know, finish it off by. Uh, beating down Page and holding the belt, so um, you know, I'm not going to say anything because we do have predictions coming up, but uh, overall, just like overall thoughts about the show, I thought it was a very good Dynamite, I thought it was a very good go-home show, uh, because, I mean, this is an historic show in a couple senses, and the past couple AEW pay-per-views have just been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, like, if you have the means to spend $50 on something to watch for one evening, like, this is hundred percent worth it. Uh, these these are fantastic shows. So I'm stoked.
0: Yeah, it's my dad's birthday on uh, Sunday, and I'm like, <laughs> hey dad, Sorry, dad. <laughs> I got something Dude, for we you. Were to, we were supposed to go to La to see Carrie
2: and Nate, and it was going to be awesome. But I was like, man, I was like, I'm gonna have to come back late. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch on this delay. I was like, uh, this is gonna suck. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to watch live. I'm gonna have to stay off my phone. And then they got exposed to COVID, which is not thankfully because Uh-oh. I love them. But uh, it was, uh, you know, cancellation of plans for an introvert, especially one that has a pay-per-view. Uh, it's <laughs> 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 he basically heroin for adults. He
1: basically heroin for adults. I'll say it. I, I'm looking forward to this more than I am to WrestleMania. Even though WrestleMania's card is pretty much set for the most part, there's nothing you can really do. Cody Rhodes is the only person that is not on the WrestleMania card. That is someone I expect to be having a match coming up. Like I said, my thought is him and Seth Rollins makes a uh, a pretty intriguing matchup
2: from there. Like He's the only one that can move the needle. And by move the needle, I mean my dick.
0: That's it. Okay, now in that scenario, what did you expect him to say? I mean, this is our two hundred and what forty six. <laughs> I mean, what did you think he was going to say? <laughs> you had to know that it was coming. I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt from time to time. Uh, listen, I, when I saw this pay per view, I actually fell asleep during uh, this main event, and it had nothing to do with the main event. It's just you know, I'm You're
1: waking up at four in the
0: morning feeding t- your child. I'm, I'm tired, and I, I fell asleep on the couch during it. I tried to stay awake. And I was I was reading my book, but it just didn't it didn't happen. When I first saw it, I was like, "Man, this is a WWE ass main event." And then I was then I thought, "Well, Dynamite usually does such a good job as having their main event be must see that on a go home show, this is the kind of main event that you want. You don't want to give anything away. It's not yeah. like it's not like they're leaving too many guys on the sidelines." for the pay-per-view. I mean, fucking QT Marshall has a fucking match on the pre-show. Cole and Paige really didn't even touch in this uh, main event, and that's
1: really all I want. He's completely fine with it.
0: Uh, We'll get to our predictions in a little bit, but let's get to that three count. One, two, three. All right, the three count is going to be the last two segments of Monday Night Raw in which we had two heel turns. (laughs) You know, two heel turns from... One, a, one a legend, and two a guy who has gotten a lot of TV time and a lot of rub over the last year and a half or so. Damian Priest, Finn Balor wins the U.S. title off of Damian Priest. Damian Priest turns heel, does the crucifix bomb onto a table. Looks like we'll probably be getting a rematch at WrestleMania. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Not mad about that spot for either of those guys where we're sitting right now in the WWE. I think that is a fine spot with Finn Balor as a baby face. As long as he doesn't come out dressed like the boogeyman. Jason, what do you think? <laughs> I hope he does just to piss you off.
1: Um, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I like Finn. I just I always think he deserves a little more. Never really, you know, finished up the Roman Reigns uh, angle on SmackDown, neither here nor there. I, if you're going to... If you're going to pack 100,000 people in a stadium when you have international travelers coming in, you're going to need guys like Finn Balor to have spots in the card. On a two-night event, you don't know when Finn's going to be there, so you're really just going to have to load it up and do it this way. Damian Priest on, uh, I guess, Storyline, for lack of a better word, um, he's been teasing this heel turn for a little bit. They finally pulled the trigger on it. It made sense. No problem with it. I agree with you. It's probably going to be a rematch of WrestleMania. I'm, you know, it doesn't really jazz me that much. It is what it is, but it, I'll give them this much. The match was good. The heel turn was good. They executed it right. So for WWE's purposes, you can't ask much more for
2: that.
0: Man, that's high praise coming from Jason. <laughs> from uh, what do you think? What do you think about it, Zach? Is this the first time you're hearing about it?
2: Uh, yeah, this part, yeah, it really is. Uh, so I did, I did hear about uh, Edge, and um, I will say something we might want to talk about next week. Uh, there was an interview with Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon today, and I didn't watch it, but I did. This is where Vince McMahon offered Pat McAfee a chance to wrestle at WrestleMania, and Pat McAfee said that would be a fucking dream. Are you serious? And Vince McMahon's response was, "I don't bullshit." <laughs> From a guy who's literally made a living Bullshitting for like the last 56 years of his life uh, It's pretty funny well, But uh, We're going to so yeah. talk about that in a
0: second too Yeah because cause I was
1: going to say oh, okay. I, I, I think I got his I think I know who the opponent is For Pat McAfee if they pull that trigger
0: Right yeah
2: I've heard of Vince McMahon which is crazy
0: now, Well it's going to be Austin Theory Yes
2: that's a, yeah, like a. Proxy, it's gonna be it's
0: gonna like, be Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee and Vince will probably get in there and slap slap him around something. Yeah, Vince will be a part of it. Uh, listen, there's that's,
1: no uh, way Vince is wrestling at this point.
0: No, he's not gonna wrestle. They might have his face on the poster.
1: Fine,
0: which is fine. And then he might say that Austin Theory is my proxy, and Austin Theory is gonna come in here fine. and it, it's right. Umaga. Oh, not Umaga, but.
1: Um, yeah, was it Omaga versus uh, Bobby Lashley, the ball of the Billionaires? Omaga versus Bobby
0: Lashley. Um, if it is Vince versus Pat McAfee, that means Pat McAfee joins a very elite club of people who have had matches against Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. I believe the club is Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, HBK, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking at WrestleMania? At
1: WrestleMania, right? All right, let's rewind the tape for a second. You, you said HBK. I don't remember the HBK singles match at on, WrestleMania. Yeah, talk amongst yourself. Saying. I don't remember HBK singles match at WrestleMania. I don't remember. Um, Bret Hart. I was. I remember that. I was there for that one. Oh, who did he say in the middle?
2: It's quite a rub, regardless. Uh, yeah, for I mean-
1: sure. No, no question about it. There is no question we talk about, about
2: that a lot with WWE. we like, oh, well, you're in this and you get the rub. Uh, it actually does work when it's Vince McMahon. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really work with anybody else, but when it is Vince McMahon, that, when, that's the, the biggest praise that you can possibly get. When Kevin, Even, awesome theories being his proxy, like, that's a huge rub.
1: When Kevin Owens, um, Took out, uh, Vince McMahon. We were doing the pod. This was in the Shock City days. That was a huge deal too, and that got that propelled KO to, you know, the next you know spot wherever that is. You know, ultimately we end up being the uh the universal title. It's you know at a later point, but there is something to be said about putting Vince McMahon in a spot where you have a match and he's involved in it, whether it's directly or in this case, it's probably going to be indirectly. I thought that they were going to do the angle on, um, the McAfee show itself where, you know, like Vince would come out, they'd have the interview, you know, Vince would say something, you know, Pat McAfee would disagree. You know, you'd have, did you
2: watch it? No, I didn't.
1: I just, I figured, I it.
2: know that he, he mentioned AEW to him. So I'm interested to see what he had to say. I just saw Denise, uh, I, I'm not going to put her last name, but she works with Fightful and figure four online and a bunch of other people. Um, She's a good personality. Oh, uh, the uh, Denise but, chick? Yeah, the, yeah, she's got the Latino last name. Yeah. I, I'm not going to. It starts with an S. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to try it. Either. Yeah. But uh, she uh, tweeted that Vince McMahon just asked Pat back to me about AEW. And I was like, oh, Ooh. shit! <laughs> I mean, watch this. <laughs> like,
1: you don't say. No, I, well, I mean, what what's re- really Vince going to say? I mean, it's not like, you know, AEW doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, we got to at least talk about that. The Cody Rhodes rumors aren't going away. So, I mean, if he, if he wanted to talk about it, he can talk about that. But, I mean, it would be kind of disingenuous and, you know, God forbid WWE does it a lot where, you know, this doesn't exist or this storyline never happened. Let's focus on the present. It's going to be hard for... Vince not to at least acknowledge that AEW exists, okay? A lot of the talent that he released went over to AEW. So we can't sit up here and not acknowledge that fact. KO got a bigger bag because of AEW. Sami Zayn, I'm sure, was the same way. So, I mean, at a certain point, you know, I'm I'm sure he's not going to, you know, praise AEW by any stretching imagination. But
2: Tony Khan's the new Roman Reigns. He's like, acknowledge me.
1: Right. (laughs) You're going to at least acknowledge the fact that we are here and we're going to be a thorn in your side for the foreseeable future. No problem with that. They're not going to overtake WWE. I'm not going to sit up here and and say no nonsense like that. But I will say that I I expect AEW slash ROH in whatever form or fashion to be on Vince's ass every step of the way moving forward. And Revolution, I expect, to be a big start of it.
2: Yeah, totally. It is uh, definitely interesting. I mean, for a WrestleMania that does seem um, maybe trite in the sense that it's another Roman Reigns, Clark Lesnar, and I know they have been doing everything in their power to make that special, right? I mean, they essentially derailed the whole Royal Rumble and the Elimination Chamber, just to make every pay-per-view, they've completely derailed just to make this match special. Why, uh, why do you say they derailed it? Oh, just because, like, you know, you could have had uh, Roman and Brock without Roman, or without Brock winning the Royal Rumble, right? Uh, True. But they did that, they, so they wanted to make it even more powerful. They wanted, you know, it's like every single thing. I mean, like Bill says, all, loads, all roads lead to Roman, and... Uh, I also like my misspeak there that all loads lead to Roman as well. Uh, But uh, we'll leave that one (laughs) alone.
1: that's for you <laughs> ladies that's for you courtesy yeah. of two beers Zach Bowman. <laughs> I'm just sure hope, some of the I guys are too <laughs> I just hope there's a lot of mop. in that WrestleMania area <laughs> whenever Roman Reigns comes out right. I was gonna say I wouldn't didn't want to disrespect some of the guys too I'm sure some of the guys love them some Roman but I will agree with you on that a lot of all roles lead to Roman I will say this well now I'll ask you this because Bill asked me this last week and I struggled to ask answer this question so I'll just I Throw it to you. The WrestleMania obviously is coming up here in you know four or five weeks. Outside of Roman Brock, are there any matches that you're looking forward to?
2: Uh, well, if the uh, if the KO, uh, Austin rumors are true, if Austin's really back, I am looking forward. No, let's to that. let's just assume that
1: he's coming back.
2: Yeah, I am looking forward to that. There's a lot. Um, of interest for me in that match because, I mean, why wouldn't there be? Stone Cold is at the top of my Mount Rushmore of all time. He's my A1 number A. Like, he's over everyone else. He's over Hogan. He's over Bruno. He's over um, Rock. Um, everybody. Like, he's... Whenever you say, what's your Mount Rushmore? I literally start with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And <laughs> See, Austin, so, Austin,
1: Austin, and Stone Cold Steve Austin.
2: Yeah. So, I ended up, like, starting with that and uh, you know, working down from there. So I am very interested in this match. Um, so I'd say that's the, the A, A number one.
1: Outside of that, any other matches you, you're looking forward to at all?
2: I mean, thinking about them, it is difficult uh, for me to get mega excited uh, about anything else. I'm sure they're going to put on some good ones. I mean, Becky and... Uh Bianca, I'm looking forward to, but uh, you know, other than that, it's okay. uh Well you know, I was gonna really it,
1: say it, Edge obviously flipped on uh AJ on on Monday. Right. Have you guys talked about this? No, yet? we're we're just getting ready to right now.
0: So AJ versus Edge is an exciting match. No, nah, that, that was that, gonna be the other one I said oh, it was yeah, gonna have to be, put on the list. You're right. That that's gonna be
2: dope.
0: That's a, that's a that's kind of a dream match that
1: Yeah. I, I wouldn't call it a dream match, but it was a match that I didn't think would ever happen, and now it's going to happen. It kind of makes sense.
0: If I would have told you the day after WrestleMania last year that the next year it was going to be Edge versus AJ. Sign me up. Yeah. Now, I wish they would have told a little bit more of a story than just having Edge being like somebody come out here and AJ comes out there. I mean, right. that's dumb, but I mean, WWE doesn't tell stories anymore. No, they do. It's just
1: they hmm. pick it. No. Do they?
0: Yes. Yeah, they do. Roman Reigns.
1: They pick and choose the stories they want to tell. That's the
0: exception that proves the rule. No,
1: they pick and choose the stories they want to tell. Drew McIntyre the year before that, it's all upper echelon stories. Becky and, you know, Rhonda are, you know, separate stories on the women's side, but they're both being told as stories.
0: So do you think, I mean, Edge is clearly the heel here. Mm -hmm. He fucked Mm that dude up. No doubt. He fucked that dude up and smiled while he was doing that game of no,
1: No, he didn't smile. That was, uh, that's what I think was the best part of the whole. He smiled at the end. But it was conflicted. It was like, you know, should I do this? And then all of a sudden the devil was, the devil on the show was like, fuck it. Go ahead and him in the, with the chair. Bow. You know, should I do this? No. Go ahead and him in the chair again. Bow, bow, bow. That's what the – it was the conflicting emotions in that whole segment where Edge, you could see it in his face where, you know, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do this. Now, fuck that shit. We going to WrestleMania. Now I'm going
0: to do it. I got to be honest. I'm looking more forward to Edge versus AJ now than I am Brock Roman.
2: I I will be honest. I probably would have remembered that match, but whatever you were asking me, my neighbor showed up and – he was riding in on a lime scooter and He totally just fucking ate shit all the <laughs> <room>. <laughs> I was trying not to fucking bust up laughing and I was also You better scared. be out of out.
0: You, just gotta, you just gotta ignore it When that happens I mean I remember one time I can't remember if I've ever told this story But uh, Steve's dog Leo was hanging out with me and Aaron and Harrison? I was, yeah and, okay. I was, and I was like My brother-in-law and I was like, hey, Leo, you want to go on a run with me? I was, like, going to run a couple miles. And Steve's like, yeah, he'll go on a run with you, like, when he dropped him off. I was like, do you think he'll run with me? He's like, yeah, he'll run with me. So we're running along the sidewalk in South State Tower Grove South. And there's there's it's hot outside. There's a sprinkler coming up. And I'm like, well, this dog's going to fucking love this sprinkler. We're just going to run right through the sprinkler. Right. The dog acted like he was allergic to water just undercuts me bad and i just eat it on the sidewalk scrape up my elbow scrape up my (laughs) scrape up my hands scrape up my wrists and everything you know and there was this couple walking by and they were probably about 50 yards away and uh are you okay the dude started to be like are you okay and his his girl like grabbed him was like no head down and I was like, "Thank you. Like, do not ask me if I'm okay. Just let me, do, just let me soak here in my embarrassment about just eating shit with this dog as you're walking. That's not <laughs> even mine,
3: <laughs> you yeah. motherfucker!
0: And I
1: can't even kick you right now.
0: Nah.
2: For contract, this is my neighbor's kid, who, who I think is like 17 or 18, and probably the last thing he wanted to screw." Some fat
1: shit doing a wrestling podcast, like <laughs> banging a dart to ask him if he was doing okay. <laughs> now you could have ran over there, man. I'd be like on the spot reporting, <laughs> dude.
0: You should have seen this shit. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know who's fought Vince McMahon. Hey, are you okay there, Sonny? <laughs> yeah. you should you oh, should yeah. just, you should have just looked at him and been like, the world is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, K.O. keeps doing this thing where he's making fun of Texas He was wearing a Stetson hat in the opening segment of Raw oh, a he- very A very good opening yes. segment of yes. Raw, by yes. the yeah. way With yeah. K.O., Seth Rollins, Chad Gable, and Otis Chad Gable and Kevin Owens doing comedy work Just work I mean, it was legit funny
1: you cannot put Chad Gable on your underrated for 2022 anymore. No, he's got the be- – he held the belt. <laughs> That's fine. At this point, Chad Gable is doing the best work he's done in WWE. But thank you. <laughs> it's a. It's been a long time coming. I'm, now at this point, I just need a singles run. I'm just you – know, Whatever mid-card title you want him to chase after, this is his springboard to that mid-card title.
0: I'm really hoping that we're still getting KO versus Austin. No, it's happening. Or it could be a segment with KO and a bunch of Texans where KO takes a bunch of. No,
1: they they lose next week. Alpha Academy will retain next week. Alpha Academy and Street Profits are going to be your WrestleMania match. So that frees up KO for Austin, and that frees up Seth Rollins for Cody Rhodes
0: what about Ring of Honor and AEW and no, no, everything that, I everything I said earlier.
1: Okay, you know, that that goes into your work portion of the program.
0: Oh yeah, it's still work. Yeah, it's still work. Yeah, say <laughs> like you, you can you get the
1: WrestleMania chat and still go and take over Ring of take that's over smart. Ring of Honor and invade AEW. I mean,
0: that's really smart.
1: Okay, hey, I'm just following your lead on this one.
0: Uh anything else you want to talk about from main roster? I mean, Smackdown was just a just real bad. I mean, real bad. Um, it's it sucks. It sucks when the best thing about SmackDown is Johnny Knoxville.
1: By the ooh, way, Sammy Zayn. Bad,
0: bad. Sammy Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be a Are fun you, celebrity I, match. That's gonna be a fun dude, celebrity I, match. I
1: really hope Ricochet wins next week. Let's fuck that whole shit up.
2: If you want, it you can, seems like he's on an upswing. It seems like. I'm like, I don't know, he's getting it supposedly weeks or if st- you're getting your three weeks, like the three weeks before WrestleMania are the ones to get.
1: Supposedly Ricochet is getting a
2: push. Take it All for right. what it's worth. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I said All supposedly right. mm, okay. I said supposedly.
0: Uh the I think like when
2: my wife says she's gonna put her hair back tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it when I see it.
0: The world is a man. <laughs> dude, back up off the mic if you're going to do that. Oh, damn, the microphone's dude. an instrument. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Not much else to talk about there. That's going to do it for the three count. Let's get to that four count.
3: One, two,
0: three. All right, it's New Japan Cup season. Indeed. And we had, we had our first night of New Japan Cup last week. I don't know – or last night, I should say. I don't know if Zach had a chance to watch it. Did you, Zach?
2: Uh, no. So I watched the uh, Sonata and Tanahashi match, which was great. Uh, I watched the first 10 minutes or so of uh, Okada Naito, so which I just will warm finish. And uh, then I, I my plan is um, – I'm very busy with work. My plan is to have, like, an absolute – Super wrestling day on uh, the Revolution Day, and just like bang out all the rest of that shit and catch up on some stardom stuff as well. So I'm almost fully current with stardom, so uh, I'll get you. there. But I did, I do know the uh, outcome, so like you're not spoiling anything for me.
0: I would say there were two out of the eight matches that were good to great. Obviously, the main event uh, Okada Despe. Okada Desperado, Desperado was a fun match that told a fun story. he oh. was bending that dude up. Yeah, but <laughs> Okada choking him out to almost passing out, choking Desperado out, and then letting go of the money clip right before he passed out because Okada was so pissed off at him and wanted to fuck him up a little bit hey, more. man, look. That's a new wrinkle. No, man, like.
1: no, no. Look, I'll just say this. And I didn't see the Okada heel run, so I can't speak intelligently on it. But to me... It was a scenario where it was it was more about respect for Desperado. You just can't be – you just ain't going to just choke me out, okay? You ain't just going to sit up here and, you know, play me like this fool. You're going to have to do some work. In this scenario, Okada, had, you know, basically had him, you know, taken down. But at the end of the day, he had to go to the – Rainmaker to make this shit work. I thought it was a really good match. Like I said, it was to me. It was more about Desperado hanging with the biggest dog of New Japan, and they've done this before, where the on the anniversary show the heavyweight champion wrestles the junior champion in the pandemic 2020 year that was, should have been Naito versus uh, Hiromu. And we didn't get that. I would have
2: loved that match. This that was, was a this was
1: a nice little replacement for that match.
2: And the junior has never won uh against the heavyweight no, never but once. And I, I thought last year might be the year, but we didn't get the match. And um I this mean, was, as much as Desperado has been doing good work and I heard this match is phenomenal. The, the, it he teased it a lot to
1: the point where, you know, he had the uh the stretch muffler on him or whatever, and he was bending him up. Real real, real nice, you know. He had he beats uh Haroma with this stretch muffler or whatever. Same kind of concept, you know had the you know, the neck the leg around the neck, had the uh the shoulders, you know, basically pinned down, you know, which way you want to go out. You know, you want to get pinned or you want to tap out. I think that's one of the best submissions in the game. And he had Okada in that to the point where, you know, he went, you knew he wasn't gonna tap out, but Okada was in some trouble. I thought this was a really, really good match. And the other match I liked a whole
0: lot was Yo versus Tanahashi. This was the one where
1: Chris Charlton was he called it his upset special, and as the match kind of progressed, I can kind of see why he said that. I didn't re- really realize that Yo and Tanahashi have kind of the same moveset, but as this match progressed, you can see those kind of movesets kind of you know mesh together, or whatever the case may be. Don't get me wrong. I like Yo. I just – it had been a really – tall stretch for me to see him beat the ace in this scenario. Maybe, you know, somewhere down the line, if yo graduates to be a heavyweight, you can, you can cross that bridge when you get there at this point, good match, not the best. That's me. uh, Okada was the best match of the night. This was really good. Just not on that level. I didn't really feel that either of the juniors had a chance. If I had to say watching both matches, I felt like Desperado had more. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think Yo had probably a better chance to beat Tanahashi than Despy had a better chance beating Okada.
0: Naito versus Yujiro?
1: Um, The only thing I can say about this is that for 30 seconds, they got me where I thought Yujiro would be... um, honorable, I guess, for lack of a better term, where he, you know, he called off House of Torture. I was waiting for House of Torture to come out and they came out and he called him off and I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? You know, is this going to actually be you know a semi a semi face turn? Then he low blow them <laughs> right. like you
3: motherfuckers!
0: God damn it! Really good stuff. Yeah, that was the best part though, about the whole match. I almost texted you at the end of that match because I knew you were marking out when Naido did the pop up low blow to Evil, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then did his little pose. <laughs> and then did his little pose. I know that you were really marking. Out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we also had Shima over, uh, goes over Michinoku. There was no there was no upsets. Um Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi went over Hanma. Uh Godo goes over Yuji Nagata, Toji Makabe, uh loses to Jeff Cobb In and then a dominant fashion. Ooh, we almost forgot about this one. Just a, just a barn burner, man. It was uh Yano versus Taichi. Taichi. Um
1: I'll, I'll say this, and, I, and
0: mm, I'm not going to knock. Here we go.
1: No, no, yeah. no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw Eat some. your flowers, word, no, brother. No, no. I'm gonna throw some flowers for Yano. So just give me thirty seconds. I'm not going to sit here and knock Yano's participation in any up. Uh, G1 or New Japan Cup. He is who he is, and I can't sit here and say that he shouldn't be in tournaments. Now that being said, in this scenario, I thought that the use of Yano on Tai Chi was pretty much perfect. Tai Chi didn't necessarily have the best of G1 finishes, and since he and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. lost the tag titles, he hasn't really been much of a a, a factor up until this point. I'm not saying he's going to make a run in the New Japan Cup, but it was good to see him win a singles match, even if it's Yano and Yano's not necessarily, you know, a top-tier, you know, contender by any stretch of the imagination, but it was good what? to see him. No, let's go look, he could be KOPW champion. He ain't winning no, you know, mid-card title or anything like that.
3: Cold-blooded.
1: So that being said, it was good to see Tai Chi come back in a scenario where he didn't outsmart Yano, but he kind of – beat him at his own game, even though Yano tried to outsmart him in that scenario.
0: Bottom line to 2-Beer and to anybody else that is a New Japan fan or who has access to New Japan, the bottom line is you should go out of your way to watch Okada versus Desperado. Everything else in this round was... Watchable, but nothing uh, really blew you away. No. Yo Tanahashi was really good, and so was Naito Yujiro. Yeah.
1: Those are the three best matches. Um, if you like Jeff Cobb and you want to see him stomp somebody out, that's a good yeah, match to me. <laughs> Jeff Cobb Do you is, remember
0: my picks last week? I, I listened back... Just to hear my picks earlier today, and I really, I really liked what they were.
1: This motherfucker here.
0: Yeah, here comes Vice. He, he's on his way.
1: <laughs> <about> say,
0: <laughs> thank you. This is the way I like to see this man stroll up. Don't tell me he's coming up. All right. So that is going to do it for our four count. One, two, three. All right. Uh, so you know what we got, right? Oh, Jesus
1: Christ! <laughs> Jesus, I hate you! I hate you! <laughs> he said, Ooh. "Ooh!" Two different reactions. I hate you! Ooh! I looked
0: around, I saw
1: was
0: going on. So <laughs> we got some predictions right now. So we, the gang's all here. Oh, oh yeah! Come on! Oh, Bo's gonna take Edna May. Hold on a second.
1: Can we can we get the skull cap off this poor woman's face, please? I mean, you know, can I be yes, thank you. I need to see her pretty face. Good lord. God bless America. Yeah, there you go. Yeah,
0: you're comfortable there with Uncle Vice.
1: <laughs> this is gonna really get ugly. <laughs> All right, so
0: here we go. We're gonna have some predictions. Oh, that's no, the wrong no, button. No, no, See, See here, you go. Here, anyway, here can, you go. here well, we you go. we you think he has a skullcap? Sonata flew in to give a
2: skull cap
0: to Now, How dare you?
1: <laughs> what you mean? He's the U.S. champ, okay? If anything, that was the great part about Sonata winning. He finally got the monkey off of his back for six years. I didn't think he was going to win. he, he got was some great singles match.
2: gold, man. man.
1: He comes out last when L.I.J. comes out. Can we get some? give some love to Sonata, for God's sakes?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not, yeah. No. no. No, we can't. Alright, so we got a couple matches on the pre show here. We got Hook versus QT. Uh Q T Marshall, I should say. Uh who you have, Zach.
2: Is there anybody but Hook, really? Um <laughs> this is the hook the hook show. They should call the pre show the hook show. The hook you yeah. end.
1: I ain't mad at you
0: for that. Um, Sounds like Zach's taking Hook.
1: Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that. I I expect this. This should be a squash. I mean, five minutes tops. Let's not drag this thing out. If Hooks is going to be, you know, that guy, let's keep him being that guy. QT Marshall is not losing anything in this scenario. So let's just go ahead, have him get crushed, and keep this shit moving along.
0: Is Hook undefeated? So Hook is undefeated, so I'm going to take uh, – cute. Q- no, I'm going to take Hook. Sorry. Damn um, it, I thought we were getting three points. <laughs> we got Statlander versus Layla Hirsch. Who you got, Jason?
1: Woo. Actually, I like this uh, feud. I wish they would put a little more time and investment into it, neither here nor there. Um, Chris Statler is talking about she's going to see um, a different side of her that we haven't seen before. I'm going to go ahead and – give her the benefit of the doubt, even though I like Layla Hirsch a lot, I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Statlander.
0: I, too, will take Chris Statlander. She's a little bit more established. If they need somebody to plug into a main event slot somewhere on kind of an off week, Chris Statlander would be a good one to do it. Better Layla Hirsch anyway. I'm taking Statlander oh, stop also. Stop it. No, I mean, I like Layla Hirsch. I'm just I'm just being real. You yeah, got a little too real. But go ahead, Zach.
2: Yeah, I've totally got Chris Statlander. She has a ton of upside and, um, she was likely slotted for something a little bit better than this feud before she got hurt. And this is kind of her warming back up to be in that title contention. So I can see her being a great first contender for Thunder Rosa. Spoiler alert on my future. Picks.
0: Right. So everybody's taking Statlander. Then we got Jade Cargill and Ty Conti. Jason, I'm going to take Jade, obviously.
1: Um, I like Ty. I think she'll be a TNT champion at some point down the line. Her and Serena D would be a uh, a nice little match if we got that going on. But in that scenario, um, I'm going to take Jade in, in, in this Sunday night scenario. Zach,
0: who you got?
2: I'm sorry. I, my wife and uh, children just pulled up. And Uh-oh. my Tara's going to be mad that I didn't name them all. Uh I just referred to them as my relationships, but uh, but yeah, oh. what was the what was the match? Jade
0: Cargill versus Take Conti.
2: Oh, Oh uh, man, I I really like Take Conti as a challenger, but uh, I don't think it's time for the transition that belt yet. I don't think it's, you know keep Jade Cargill strong because she is a, she's a star, and uh, I think you keep her being a star and keep her with that belt.
0: Jade Cargill is a star, she's a star, she's a star, she's a star, she's a star. She's a big, bright, shining star. (laughs) That's what Dirk (laughs) Diggler said to his dick at the end of Boogie Nights. That's what I think about Jade Cargill. Big time star, I'm taking Jade Cargill. Hey, man, she Uh, is hot. uh, She is hot. Jesus uh, Christ. I'm not talking, I'm talking about purely talent. Hey, uh, we got uh, the AFHO versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting in a three-on-three match. I'll go first. Please. I'll take the baby faces. Zach, who you got?
2: Yeah, I don't see uh, that group losing. This is uh, kind of, I think if you were picking a lock of the week, uh, this is it.
0: Wow. Giving it the lock of the week. The two beers, Zach Pullman, guaranteed lock of the week. Who you got, Jason? Yeah, lock take, of the week. That's take the, the heels. heels. Take the heels.
1: I can't, man. I already gave it away um, a little bit ago when I was talking about uh, Jeff Hardy coming in to deal with Matt, have Matt, somehow, some way, Matt goes left in this match, and it opens up for the baby Yeah, there were some there.
0: shenanigans on Rampage, too, where Matt tried to throw Andrade's foot, foot off, off the, the ropes. ropes. Okay,
1: yeah. so did everybody watch Rampage? Too I mean, did everybody watch I, Rampage?
2: Uh, most of it was a little banged up. Um, did you see this I mean, part it where it, it looked like? Zach, I know. Yeah, right.
1: Did it, did you <laughs> see the part where it looked like Matt Hardy pushed Andrade's foot off the rope?
2: No, missed that, salty.
1: Did you see that? Yeah. Did I'm going it up. Okay. Wh- do you think that he pushed his foot off the rope? Yes. Okay, I agree
0: totally. Of course, no, it didn't. I don't. You don't. don't no. Just because Jericho Unreal. said. Did, just because Jericho said he didn't. No, so I know it's back and to the
2: left, back and to the left. What are you saying now?
0: I think Jericho do, talking about it made it that big of a deal. He definitely I think that Jericho takes 50 MGs of Adderall an hour <laughs> before every rampage starts. Because, man, when he is on commentary, he is <laughs> all over the place. God Seriously. bless him. He's just all over the place.
2: I
1: think you're a, right about that milligram dosage, <laughs> <laughs> That was that was a Jericho spot right there.
0: Exactly. God bless him. He's he just takes 50 mg's of uh, he takes 50 mg's of Adderall, and then one hour later, he's like,
1: "Today is the
0: greatest day I've ever known. Dude, I gotta be Can't wait for tomorrow." All right, he's taking the... Mommy, a- come, mommy, come, mommy, come, man <laughs> Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. All right, sorry. It, it's getting a little crazy out here. We got Vice. <laughs> we got Edna Guerrero. My wife Aaron's sitting out here now. I'll say all so, the fans
1: out here, BFR's in the house, baby.
0: So coming up next, we have the three-way tag match between Jurassic Express, Red Dragon, and the Young Bucks. Zach, I will let you go first. Go least to most.
2: Oh, I'm going to have to think about this one real quick. Uh, Man, least to most. This is going to be an amazing match uh, overall. Uh, It's going to be just might even, like, steal the show. But least to most. I think maybe least is Jurassic Express. Uh, I think we're getting a title change. And so I'm going to go least with them. I'm going to second... Young Bucks, because they already did the longest reigning tag team thing, and it would be more interesting storyline-wise for Red Dragon to take the titles, and Young Bucks be super bitter about it and add to that animosity between Undisputed and Young Bucks. So, I've got uh, Jurassic Express least, Young Bucks second, and Red Dragon taking that title.
0: Wow. Jason.
1: Mm, I'm not going to change my... I like your idea, but I'm not going to change who I thought is going to win this match. I'm going to go Red Dragon 3. I think you can still have discourse between the Bucks and Cole and Red Dragon and all that shit. Kenny Omega come back, whatever the case may be. You can still have that discourse without them winning the titles. I'm going to go with Bucks with 2. I can see them winning the titles. I just don't necessarily think it's the time nor the place for them to do it. I'm gonna take Jurassic Express begrudgingly to retain the titles. I'm not sure why I'm doing it. It just it was the feel for me coming into this and I'm gonna stick to that. It it doesn't necessarily make the most sense just because I think Red Dragon is that team. The Bucks are the better team. Either team, I think, is better than the uh, Jurassic Express, but I just think that they're going to retain. I don't know why, but
0: I, I'm just going to stick to it. I'm amazed right now <laughs> because I have the I have it the exact same way that you do. <laughs> what? I have Jurassic <laughs> Express as the most likely. I already wrote it in at the very beginning. Who did you have second? Bucks. Young Bucks. Yeah. Okay, I have the Young Bucks third. Okay. I have Red Dragon. I think that either Red Dragon is going to cost the Young Bucks, or Young Bucks are going to cost Red Dragon, and Jurassic Express is going to
1: be—they're going to walk
0: walk out with the belts. I mean, that's both
2: like very valid in the sense that they—they arrive. I was just going to say we're all (laughs) all booking the same thing.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say I think Zach saying that Jurassic Express is the least likely to win also makes sense. Because they You know They're transitional champions They are But maybe they're not Or maybe they're not I
2: think they are Because Jungle no. Boy Is destined for that TNT title Come on you know, man like Look at they that They booked it to get a pop Who is time. Jungle Boy Jungle Boy Is destined for TNT I agree And
0: They jo- Jungle This Boy's the a f-
2: transitional aspect
0: I mean uh, th- Their four pillars Are so fucking good if that's really what they are, if, if we're calling them the four pillars, they are so fucking good. Every single one of them. Jungle when Boy like, is here. When to you're be like, here well, well here this alone. guy is going to carry the company into the future, you could say Jungle Boy, you could say Darby Allen, you could say MJF, you could say Sammy Guevara, and every single one of those answers could be right except for Darby Allen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just ain't going to give him any love, nah, are you? I love him. Ever. No, you don't. Come on,
0: I always give you them props.
1: The, you, you love the in-ring shit.
0: All right, uh, we got some big ones coming up. Uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. I will go first. It is time for a title change. I'm going Thunder Rosa. What do you got, Jason?
1: I'm piggybacking that. I love Britt Baker. I love the heel work. I love the promos. The And I, and I was saying this to Tender Mahal the other night because we were talking about this, and he was saying that he disagreed with our Britt Baker uh, take last week. And I asked him, you know, ask, you know, what is a great Britt Baker match? And he said, Thunder Rosa. Okay, we, we all agree upon that. But then, you know, g- give me the next one.
0: Best women's match since uh, Bailey sasha
1: Give me the next one. And there's the problem. Britt Baker is not a problem of booking. It's a problem of in-ring. She doesn't deliver in-ring the way I think that a AEW women's champion should it's not a knock, like I said. It is what it is, but it's time for her to cough up the belt. Thunder Rosa, I'm taking for the win. It's not a knock against Rip Baker. I love her. You know, she's a Steelers fan, but it is what it is.
2: Matt, Zach, who you got? Yeah, I got uh, Thunder Rosa. I'll just echo those sentiments. Keep it brief.
0: Are you keeping it brief because I said that we were keeping it brief or yeah. because your wife and your kids got home?
2: No, because you said to keep it free They're all inside. I'm out here holding, holding. Um, I have a chimney of charcoal going, and I'm holding like something over it to keep it from the rain. Because I live in Portland and it rains all the time. But I still want to do my favorite hobbies, oh, which is podcasting boo. and grilling. And drinking. Mm. So. Mm.
0: I respect it. Mm. I respect the hell out of it.
1: I'm in
2: Portland.
1: It's so Grady out here. Yeah. Pretty.
0: That's rough stuff, from Jason <laughs> Bell. <laughs> Jesus, you. I apologize, no, fuck, that. <laughs> fuck that. All man. right. Crying about okay. Portland. Okay, yeah. let's do let's do this hard one right now. Okay, so we're gonna do least to most for the ladder match, and I think this person gets a a title shot, right? The person that wins this ladder Who match? Gets the tile shot at, uh, All right. at a later point. So we're going to go least to most. Least to most. And yeah, this is going to be tough. No, it ain't. Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Ward Lowe, Christian Cage, and Ethan Page. Whoa, whoa, and I'll whoa, tell whoa, you whoa, what, whoa, you, whoa, you could whoa, start whoa. a promotion with those seven guys. Whoa, and be whoa, okay, whoa, man. Whoa. That is, that is okay. a fucking lineup. <laughs> Here's my question. It's <laughs> <That's> the first time <laughs> I've ever looked
1: at it. When did Ethan Page and Christian Cage get involved in this match?
0: Who the fuck cares? You're focused on the wrong stuff, dude. Okay. <laughs> Zach, pull this up. Uh, pull this up on your phone. Jason, I'm going to let you go first. Go ahead. Least the most.
1: Okay. We'll just go with the Cage boys at this point. Um, Brian Cage is going to be there. Our-
0: no, not Brian Cage. Christian Cage. Ethan, cage Ethan, Ethan Page. And
1: Christian Cage. Okay. We'll go with... Holy Christian shit. Cage at 7. How are we ever going to know if you're having a stroke? Pass me the weed. If I don't take the weed, then yeah, it's a stroke. <laughs> Christian Cage at 7. Ethan Page and at the 6. the world is a vampire. Yes, it is. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, Let's go Powerhouse Hobbs at 5. Um, Starks at 4.
0: No, Yeah, this is a bad list. You got three, two, one left.
1: Wardlow, Keith Lee, and who's to my third?
2: Christian.
0: Christian. No, he already said Christian. No, uh, They're at the bottom. Ricky Starks, Power Ass Hobbs, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven.
1: Orange Cassidy at three. Oh, you didn't say
0: Orange Cassidy yet. Orange Cassidy at
1: three. Thank you.
0: Okay, there we go. This is a great pod. Um fuck. You got Keith Lee and Borod next. left.
1: I'll go Keith Lee to Warlow 1.
0: All right. I'll go next cuz Zach might still be pulling that up. I'll go Ricky Starks last. I mean, there's no fucking way. He's good. I like him. There's just no fucking way. I'll go Hobbs second to last. There's just no fucking way. What do they what do those guys have in common? Both really? of them enjoy playing both, video
1: games. <laughs> I was about to say, really? I'm getting ready to kick you. Don't say it. <laughs> I am. All right. That's they both one. light-skinned brothers, man. Whoa. Bro! Uh, I ain't light-skinned yet.
0: <laughs> well, t- yet. <laughs>
1: he said not even close. <laughs> I'm milk chocolate. You got a
0: trip to Neverland, booked.
1: <laughs> no, I'm milk chocolate, man. This is milk chocolate over here. This ain't dark chocolate. It ain't like that uh, white chocolate that we do at uh, Restaurant A. Go ahead, finish, man. Take it
0: easy. I'm looking at it.
1: What you mean? Okay, you were, you were giving me all kinds of shit like two minutes That's ago, and, move. and now, obviously, you
0: uh, looking Christian. at it. Okay, so I'm going least Ricky Starks, second Powerhouse Hobbs, third Christian Cage, fourth. Or fourth, the least is Ethan Page. Third to most is Orange Cassidy. Then I got Wardlow. Then I got Keith Lee. I got Keith Lee Keith winning. It. winning for Bill. I got Keith Lee winning.
3: <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> the lead is strong. <laughs> uh, uh, to beer, yeah, you you're up. You to be fired. This is gonna be hard. <laughs>
2: I spent I spent all my time looking that up as one handed as I held a lid over my charcoal here and. uh, I picked the exact same thing as Bill.
0: No way! So I did all
2: that work, and Bill just said the... Like, it's six. I don't know what the probability is. Say it uh, again. But of that... Uh, so, uh, Ricky Starks, believe the most, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Christian Cage, Ethan Page,
0: uh, Wardlow, Keithley. You forget Orange Cassidy, Wardlow, Keithley?
2: Oh, I forgot Orange Cassidy entirely. Yeah.
0: Um, well, put Orange Cassidy at three, and we'll be exactly the same.
2: Um, I will put Orange Cassidy below Ethan Page. How about that? We'll do a little bit different. I'll put Ethan Page at three and Orange Cassidy at four. Fair enough. Look I like
0: you. the way you think, though, brother. Look at you. All that, right. was a cute. that was a hard part.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 God damn.
0: So I fucking... <laughs>
1: Vice is over here like I can't got, believe you jokers got, do this we every week. We got four <laughs> matches. We got four
0: matches left.
1: Bill's over here oh, rubbing God. his head like his daughter's getting ready to get married. Right. Here's the here's the receipts. So, Alright,
3: all
0: right, we got Y2J versus Eddie Kingston. Zach, you go first. I'm dead. This is one hundred percent
2: Eddie Kingston, at least in my mind. It should be Eddie Kingston. If it's not, I'm going to actually be mad. And I have not been uh, not critical of AEW, but if Jericho wins this, it, it's not cool.
0: I'm going to go with Zach there with the pick. Not necessarily, I, I wouldn't go that strong, but if Jericho wins here, they at least have to have uh, at least one more other fight where Eddie Kingston goes over the second time.
1: I would I would assume that Eddie, I won't go as far I, I get where Zach's coming from. No, no. I would assume that A. Kingston wins. If he doesn't and Jericho wins, there should be some major fuckery going on. He shouldn't win by himself. Because the way Jericho yeah, so is saying if Jericho
2: wins, it should be because Proud and Powerful. Some yeah,
1: somebody comes on his in.
2: And that's it. and that's the oh, other
0: thing I was going to say. That might have been what was happening.
1: That's what I was going to say when you were talking about what was Proud and Powerful going to do. My knee jerk reaction is when I saw it, this is a heel turn for Eddie Kingston. They're going to side with Eddie Kingston and make sure that Jericho goes down. Now it's 50-50. I still think it's going to be they're going to help Eddie Kingston, but neither here nor there.
0: So all three of us have Eddie Kingston. I got Eddie Kingston for sure. And you have LAX. I, I'm not calling them proud and powerful. You, you I got think LAX. They, I think they out. are
1: going to help Eddie Kingston in some form or fashion win this match, and that's the whole reason they came out. It was I don't like call him Gunther? Do I? No. But that was the whole reason they came out. It was like you know, thanks for helping you. Thanks for coming out, Chris. And he never came out. That was the whole reason. You know, dare I say a little. Priority for this motherfucker. You keep fucking this over, and now the payoff
0: is Eddie Kingston beats All right. Chris to Jericho. Me, these are the three big matches. Okay. Now, listen, that tag team match is a big match, but it's a tag team match, and for some reason, I put a little bit more stock into one-on-one matches. Agree. I, I can't a lot believe- more stock <laughs> into <the> triple threats. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that, but, you know... <laughs> All right, so these are the three big ones. We'll start. We'll, we'll start off with the one with probably the least amount of juice. We'll go Moxley versus Daniel Bryan, okay. which is effectively a friendly.
1: No, I won't, dude. I won't say that effectively a friendly to me is like Rock versus Austin, whenever that was in uh, Seattle for WrestleMania. It's still one of my favorite matches. It has no title implications is two of the greats and they roll
0: the ball out and they just let them do it yeah but it's so obvious that no matter who wins here they're going to end up together is it that obvious it's pretty obvious to me yeah i think so
1: okay two beer uh, you're the aew uh biggest mark of the bunch is it that obvious that moxley and brian danielson are together no matter who wins this match
2: I don't think it's, like, obvious, but I am, like, leaning that way 90%. Okay. Wow.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh,
0: look, maybe maybe I'm the guy he that – w- He said you have to bleed with me to be, be my tag, tag team, team partner. partner. Okay. So what kind of story would it be if Dan O'Brien didn't bleed with him?
1: It could be the story where you can bleed with him and then Moxley turns on him at a later point. Okay? This is the whole thing about the whole Cody Rose thing where you guys are like, you know, you can't go back and – You know, go for the title. He really can. He's an EVP. If he really wanted to do it, he can do it. Let's just come back to the chase. Call nine (laughs) one one. I'm still alive. (laughs) I'll say this. I'll start first. I'll make my prediction first. I'm gonna go with Moxley winning this match. The way they have built this matchup, his Moxley has not beaten Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, in any form of fashion in any promotion we're going to bleed we're going to have some color you're stealing but that shit but in some form or fashion John Moxley wins this match now if they got if these two jokers go off and have this great faction you know the evolution faction that you were talking about last week yeah. I'm all for that shit that was, shit. Smart, right? that was psh, dog that was a pencil not even a pencil that's a pen Put that shit in pen. I don't remember that who the two goes guys down. I had with him. Was it was it fucking Mir- uh, Moriarty and, and uh, Dante Martin. No, it was uh, Moriarty and uh,
0: Garcia. Garcia. Oh yeah, that's good. Yes, yes, that's sir.
1: Yes, sir. All right, Zach. Make that shit happen, Captain.
0: Who you got, Zach?
2: Sorry, multitasking. Uh, no, he's going in the, I, uh, he's the, the convenience store. store. <laughs> he's going to the convenience yeah. store. No. I got what a bag of raw 100. chicken and, and marinade here in one hand and a pair of tongs in the other that I'm clicking like every dad in America. But um, That's why you guys yeah, should send us money. Will,
0: we work really hard at this. Absolutely. Multitasking
1: while we doing the damn thing.
2: But uh, but yeah, uh I have Moxley winning, but it's a close thing. It's it's not it's not guaranteed. Uh, like Jason said, they're building a story up that Moxley hasn't beat him and that's that's the story. But either one of these guys can win. And the mat the, the, the thing is, especially with face versus face and that's how it is, the dynamic, it's gonna be awesome either way. Whoa, so this is face. not
1: face
0: versus face. So mm, Well at least fan no. Brian no. no. Danielson is I don't, the heel. Say, I don't
2: wanna say I don't wanna say face versus face. Fan favorite versus fan
0: favorite.
1: Okay, there you go. Th- Better th- choice of words.
0: Moxley is less likely to get booed, though. Moxley cannot get booed. No, at this point, no. And Dean O'Brien can. <laughs> he would have to kill somebody's grandmother, which is why Moxley. I I can't believe I'm saying this. He's a great babyface. I never, I never would have predicted that at the beginning of the Shield. I never would have predicted that. Okay, well then, I mean, that's
1: you know another story for another time. Totally yes, it is. Uh,
0: I I was going to take. I was going to take Brian Danielson here. Take him. No, just to make for good pod. Take but him. No, but there's points on the line, and I'm taking Moxley because that's who I believe is going to win. Moxley is going Dude, to win. Dude,
1: this is a little coin flip. You know that, right? There, this is the one time if you took Brian Danielson, you would not get mocked.
0: Moxley. It's okay. Moxley will not get pinned by Brian Danielson. It's just not going to happen. I'm okay. taking I'm taking Moxley also. We have okay. two left, and these are huge ones, I guess. I mean, Punk versus MJF. I'll go first. I think that we're leading towards a trio of matches, a trilogy, if you will, and I think Punk is going to win this one. Uh, what do you think, Jason?
1: Man, 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 man. You haven't um, thought about this yet? No, I, I really haven't thought about it, but I'll, I'll think about it right now. Um. Obviously, MJF won round one. I really think ultimately I'm I'm looking at long term who beats Paige for the title. I think and MJF that's,
0: will take the trilogy. I just think there's going to be a trilogy. I shouldn't be talking to you during your predictions. This no, is bad.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, okay. I mean, I shouldn't
0: I'll, be giving you all this insight.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> um <laughs> 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 Fuck both you motherfuckers First and foremost He's faking fun of me No he's faking fun of me I'm going to take um, Jesus Christ uh, I'll take Punk on this one You're right It's going to be a trilogy It's not Even Whoever wins the title match It's not going to be Anybody that wins the title right away Punk should get it It's going to be
0: Two yeah. beers, Lock. Zach Pullman. God.
1: I would love MJF to win both. I would just say that. I would love MJF to win both and just squash yeah, that shit it right now. Shouldn't happen.
0: Shouldn't happen. Who uh, you got, Zach? He's
1: not. He's not. I know.
2: He's not. Uh, you I know, know, but he should. I like the idea of a trilogy, but at the same time, I really... There you go. I'm on MJF there you dream. go, Tuberville. Uh, uh, help me out. He help have, me out. Help me out. You got that balls. Going, <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I'm going MJF. Oh, MJF. He's there going MJF. Go.
0: <laughs> Love it. There you go. Love it. There you go. Vice also applauding over here in <laughs> no. St. Charles. Vice is applauding Zach's balls. <laughs> he he can't, can't even hear. It. He just hears our reactions <laughs> to it. Somebody. We're like, should. oh yeah, oh, somebody here we go. oh yeah. Somebody should applaud.
1: You know the fact that. MJF is doing some of the best work in his career. If he wins this. Dude's 25. Yeah. It better be
0: the best in his career. If
1: he wins this and piggybacks it and wins the. Um, no, he's like, he's no, like he's not 26. That, no, he's not. He's not that old. Stop.
0: Stop. It. Okay. And here we go Page versus Cole. Okay. I'm going to write down my answer right now so it so you can see it doesn't change. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. I'll watch. All right, Jason. Yes. Jason, you go first. This is this is the ultimate
1: fifty-fifty as far as I'm concerned. Either way, you can go either way. It would make sense either way. I'm going to make this short and sweet. I agree with two beer that MJF is going to be the next champion, and the, if long as MJF is going to be the next champion, he should be a face champion. That face hey champion man. is going to be Hangman Adam pole. Hey I'm man. going to take. Hangman Page to retain the title in a close match where there's going to be fuckery around. Oh, you think
0: it'll be a close match?
1: Yeah, for sure. No question <laughs> about it. You think it's going to be a blowout? <laughs> no question about it. This is going to go down to the last Just a five couple spheres. <laughs>
2: uh
3: Zach, who you got?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, I think we look at this through some rose-colored glasses. Uh, so, kind of just being analytical and being objective. Uh, we think about Adam Cole and all of the things that he has done in the past, right? And at the same time, he deserves this final match because he has had a great run, a great singles run. He is obviously a star. I got I to say, at this
0: point, Zach, I have no idea who you're going to pick. Not at all.
2: Yeah. Such so, such great writing. <laughs> 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 it's like he's an English major,
1: for Christ's sake.
2: But when you think about the trials and tribulations that Adam Cole has gone through, his biggest opponent's been Orange Cassidy. And uh, the last thing that we saw no, was that,
1: that no, was he beat
2: that he lost. I, he get it, I get it that he I get it that he technically did not lose, but we did see him lose. That was the last thing that we saw, and that was his last great kind of feud, his last big feud. So uh, he has not gone through the ringers of AEW, of all of the amazing talent. He is not quite yet deserving of this championship, even though he's Adam Cole Bebe, Bay Bay, and he would be a great champion regardless. So Adam Page, this is another notch on the bedpost uh, for Adam Page. Uh, he is a fighting champion because his, his reign essentially culminates with him winning because the whole story was him trying to win for two years, so he's got to take out these contenders to really solidify his reign, and Adam Cole is an amazing contender, but at the end of the day, it's Adam Page.
0: Okay, so just to be clear, you took Adam Page there, right?
2: <laughs> he just said it. He just said it. So both God you guys to took it. Adam I Page. I about it.
0: I'm taking Adam Cole, baby. I think, really? Yep, I'm taking Adam Cole. Ah! Adam Cole is the dude right now. He is the heel champion that everybody that the wrestling world needs I they've been they they've been selling little magnets on um, rampage and shit. They've been selling all this Adam Cole shit. He is a I almost star. I almost He's in, a star
2: a paid belt buckle. They've got the AEW championship belt buckles. I'm not a belt buckle guy. I almost spent seventy bucks on that.
0: Zach didn't have to tell us that he wasn't about books. <laughs> I uh, would assume you were not. I
2: cannot talk about it without crying.
0: Just, <laughs> just for the record here. Uh, really, you I think have, I You I think cool. Cole is going to win this yet? Really? Yes, I think. Right? Yeah. Okay. I, I know I, it would be surprising, but I think that AEW is it's, in it's the surprise. Really
1: surprising the fact that. Guys are going to, you know, Moxley, um, Jericho, other guys that have had a nice little run of matches. Different
0: company, bro. They own ROH now. Sorry to tell you. Thank you for making the pot
1: awesome. This motherfucker here. (laughs) This motherfucker here. No, I'm no I'm dead ass serious. Right. I think I really think that this is a scenario where if you're gonna go long term, Hangman is the guy to do it. You can have Adam Cole lose and then come back. Fuck you. <laughs> you can have <laughs> Adam Cole come back and lose <laughs> and come back and win the title at a later point.
3: This
0: is banned from Ringside. Hey, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, Justin Gabriel is 41. What do you think Justin Gabriel's doing right now?
1: He is laughing at me, getting ready to fucking punch Vice in the fucking face.
0: I think he's working the fry side at the Mexican place in South Africa. Uh, Hansen from War Machine is only 38. That guy is fucking huge. What? That guy is huge. He's
1: 38.
0: 38. Uh, Dalton Castle is 36. Val Venus, hello ladies. <laughs> is fifty two. Mr. Yes. Kennedy, Kennedy.
1: Still live. Can't Still Ken No, you didn't let
0: me do it. Mr. Kennedy. 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 Thank you. He's four he's forty six.
1: He's younger than you. <laughs> that sucks, dude. I, I That's amazing, actually. No, no, that is not amazing. Bruce not Richard.
0: So Bruce Richard. Forty six. He's younger than you too, man. Yeah, that is fucked up. (laughs) Hey, hey, two beer. Hey, two beer.
1: You ain't got. You ain't got a pile on this shit, motherfucker. Fifty nine. Bruce Prichard is fifty nine. Hey, hey, flip flip the. Hey, flip the burgers.
0: Come on, Zach. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Flip the
1: burgers and shut the fuck up. (laughs) Chase Owens is thirty two. Chase
0: Owens, thirty (laughs) two.
1: Alive and younger than me.
0: One year older than Vice. Uh, Tyler Bates is
1: only
2: thirty two.
0: Chase Owens is only thirty two.
2: They have like the same disease.
0: Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate. (laughs) That is really funny.
2: That's amazing.
1: I'm done.
0: (laughs) Nobody's listening anymore. I'm here
1: with him. That's what the
0: funny part is. Tyler Bate, who had a match of the year candidate four years ago. Guess how old he is? Twenty-five.
2: Twenty-five. (laughs) Twenty-five. Unbelievable. I I I think we completely whipped on the underrated wrestler of the year. like Because I forgot about Tyler Bates. Tyler
1: Bates out. can't be underrated. He went to oh, the speaking against of, Walter. Speaking of,
0: speaking of underrated, Chad Gable, 36. <laughs> and Rick Steiner, father of Braun Breaker, is 62. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening Jack, to them. Tech KB on the radio for three for years. For Vice. because that's AK every week. For my wife and my kids who both put up with us. Check, check. For Tender Mahal. For Grand Wrestling. Look up. Grand Wrestling STL versus Ooh. the world. For Sideways in Jack, Time. Murray Jack. the Murray Man. Murray. Jack. Patriot Pat. Tech. Jason Cornelius Bell I'm drunk. Black Lives Matter support <laughs> your local drug dealer Zach. support your local restaurants All and that shit. I am Bill Veggie and yeah, never ever model ever model. ever forget to boo the heels
3: boo! <laughs> I'm dead <laughs>